Well, the work order clearly says you need a new podcast. But I already have a podcast. That's what I used to poop with. This is the Loading Ready Run podcast for June 27th, 2009. So we kind of did the Butselation podcast last week uh, because Graham was going away to uh, Japan. So, you know, we wanted to get, because he, he and Kathleen were the ones who actually wrote it, so we wanted to get their insights. And now they are in Japan. And now they are in Japan, and so they're not in this podcast at all. Uh, also, um, Bill isn't here, um, possibly because he's also in Japan. But I don't think so. But no, probably pro- not. Pro- probably not. We probably he claims just, he's not. We probably just forgot to pick him up this morning. It, yeah, we're uh, we're not convinced they would let Bill leave the country. It's and, true. Uh, Plus, he would terrorize the Japanese people. They'd all be like, "Oh, Godzilla! Yeah, giant red Godzilla!" <laughs> and uh, Jer is also not here because he doesn't care. And then for the eighth week in a row morgan still hasn't shown up we should really go look for him i, haven't, I yeah. don't know where he is <laughs> yeah he just he just one day stopped answering his phone <laughs> yeah he just, we were like yay morgan's not here yeah. and then but now it's starting to be yeah, a little worrying yeah, yeah. i'm like i don't want him to die eh, we're better off without him uh, but the weird mean. the weird thing is he's he's gone but he's still twittering i know <laughs> he's back ghost, he only, ghost twittering he only started twittering when he left how odd he still hasn't got a freaking user icon though yeah <laughs> You sound, sound so offended. I know. I can't tell who he is. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's because he's, he's a ghost. The, he's the only person without a user icon, hence he's being original. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. He just looks like a spammer. Yeah, he exactly. does. Uh, so, um, I, I can, I'm trying to remember what we actually, what we actually what, talked about. What we, what we said about butt installation last week. But, uh, I, I believe we gave it a week. pretty thorough... I enjoyed the video. Yeah. What else should I say about it? I thought it was funny. You thought it was you funny? think it was weird? As, as an outsider. Yeah, as an outsider, what, did you, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this video? I had seen the script already. Oh, okay. I thought it was better on screen than on the script. Mm. I, I agree. Did you, was, was when we, uh, uh, when we looking at the script, like, uh, just recently, was that the first time you'd actually seen it? You, you hadn't seen it before? I had seen it before the video went up. But no. did you see it? But did you see it? When, cause no. That was, scri- yeah, that was the first I saw it. I wasn't yeah, during a discussion. The first. script, I think, is probably almost a couple, ha- month, half couple a, months almost old. Almost half yeah. a year old now, I would say. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Grandma was saying that Kathleen had totally forgotten about it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're shooting butt installation. And she's like, what? what? What's that? What's that? I don't remember writing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought... I don't know if you guys talked about the discussion over the fourth wall breaking thing. We, oh, we, yeah, yeah. We did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad it was in there. You got it. Yeah, it definitely needed uh, needed something it there. Needed a, it needed something to signal the transition. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's it. This is a it's a very silly sketch. Uh, see previous podcasts. Did we actually? What I can't remember what we talked about. Did we talk about the filming of it, or did we just talk about the concept behind it? I think we talked about most of it. Did we? I don't know. All right, what are we playing now? All right. <laughs> um, one thing that I got, uh, well, actually our Lure Twitter account got heckled about is that we didn't um, do a discussion of the various E3 announcements in our yes, last podcast that. that we promised that we were going to do. So Which we, we will probably do. include that. All right, today. well, let's do what we're playing it's, now uh, and then do that. Yeah, uh, are we going to have the um, uh, the stuff at, from Anime Evolution? Is we that, are. Is that... Uh, is that yeah. watchable in I, any form? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got it imported to my computer. Um, now I have to figure out some way to 
because I recorded it all in HD, because that's what my camera does, which means I've got some multiple gigabyte video files. And really, you don't need to see us in HD. No. Uh, it's something like you go and just we never the audio. complete uploading. Yeah, you, you never finish up. You almost just pull the audio out of it. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's just I, I have to figure out how what I'm going to convert it into. You know, whether I'm going to convert it and then stick it in Premiere mm. and then reconvert it or whatever. Like, and and every time I decide, okay, this is the way I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to sacrifice my computer for two hours to get this done. <laughs> right, right. My computers would know this weird thing where it spontaneously reboots with no warning. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I start that my, wait twenty minutes. My computer used to do that every wasted. once in a while too. It's really annoying. Check bad RAM. Yeah. And sometimes that, bad that's, RAM. That's the biggest problem. That is, yeah, generally. Also, Windows like. Update. Yeah. Who's, Windows Update drives me nuts. Whose plan was to make Windows Update to just restart the computer in the middle of the night? Yeah. For no, like, without any kind of warning. Or, or I mean, it, it puts up a warning, but yeah. it puts up a warning when you're not there because yeah. it's the middle of the night. Yeah. My <laughs> issue with it is if there's a, like, if there's a major process running or if it's actively doing something, it basically. Don't do it. Yeah, it basically, it, it force quits everything on the computer yeah. and restart. It's basically the equivalent of just pushing the button on the front of the computer. Yeah, and it's, it's I mean, on more than one occasion, it's uh, screwed up a major upload to our YouTube channel or any number of other things. It drives me crazy. Uh, but anyway, so what's so this will be kind of interesting if we want to talk about a little bit about E3, because we did talk about E3 at our video game panel mm-hmm. at uh, AE, but we've forgotten what we said. <laughs> so if uh, if it have, if it goes up and we say something different this time about what we're excited about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's you know that's just shows how we our opinions have changed over the couple weeks. Over the yeah, over the course of the so, three weeks that's gone by. Yeah, so I, I hope this, you get those ready for viewing. This may be this may be soon. different information than what we that, or maybe exactly the same. Who knows? All right, anyway. so let's let's go down the list. We won't. Let's just talk about. Individual things. Let's start off with a big one. Let's start off with Natal. Mm. Tim, what are your thoughts on Natal? I think it's really cool technology that I'm not very interested in using. All right. Matt, what are your thoughts and opinions of Natal? I think that the uh, the tech is seriously impressive. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with it, but I can't honestly see myself wanting to play a game with it. And why uh, is that? Because the same reason as the Wii <laughs> I don't want to be up and jumping around and waving my arms and doing things to play a video game. I want to curl up on my couch with a controller and play a video game. Now, is that... Because you say that. Now, do you mean that... Is is that... You you always want to play a video game like that? Like, Virtually always. The only times I don't... The only, the only time I play a video game that involves me being up and moving around is when we have a party and play WarioWare. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I am... Actively, currently trying to play through Metroid Prime 3 and consistently frustrated with it to the extent that I can play it for about 20 minutes, half an hour at a time, and then I get fed up and put it down. And and the only thing that annoys me about it is the control. Everything else about that game is great. Yeah. Um, but uh, that said, the, uh, the Milo demo blew my mind, and uh, I really want to see what they do with that. Yeah. I'm curious to see, like, if they can implement stuff from Natal in kind of the subtle ways. Like, what I really liked about the Wii motion control in games like Metroid Prime 3, which my opinion clearly differs from Matt's, and that's fine. But what I really liked about it was the the subtleties of, you know, opening the doors by, you know, twisting and pulling and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, I found that worked pretty well for me, and I really enjoyed the immersiveness of that. If they can do stuff like that with Natal, so they take an existing game, like, say, the next Halo game or whatever, 
and make it so that, you know, you're playing normally and then, you know, all of a sudden there's a little interactive bit where you have to do something with your hands or whatever. I think that would make it really neat. Doesn't that seem kind of gimmicky, though? It, it, yes. it, can be, it can be a little gimmicky, so it has to be done well, and it's right. hard to do it well. And that's why I'm not, like, if they can do it well, that would be great. But I don't, I don't really see it being something that they're going to put developer money into. Because a lot of people aren't going to have Natal or aren't going to care about Natal, so they'd have to do it in a way that doesn't require it. Right. And right. I, I just, I just don't see them doing that very. I don't think see them pulling it off. It's well, yeah. Microsoft's whole idea with Natal is that they do want everybody to have one, right? They're going to start bundling them in, and apparently yeah. they're going to be releasing them at an extremely low buy-in cost, so that they can just assume that everybody has one. Um, yeah. And that's that's likely to be their goal and business model moving forward is just to assume that everybody has one and go from there. So if you don't, you'll have Kind of quiet back oh, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I, without belaboring the point, I differ from Tim. I found the situations where in in Metroid Prime Three, you have to pull the little lever and turn it to not be immersive, but to be completely separating me from the game. They con- consistently served as a reminder that I was playing a video game with control that was way too touchy for its own good. Because you're reaching, you pull the thing out, you turn your hand, and the system doesn't pick up all the motion. So Samus sort of turns halfway and then goes back, and you have to do it again. And then you push in, and the system doesn't recognize your push in as a push in. And so you do it again. Then you do it a third time, and then it catches the motion properly. See, and see, and but, it but just, is that the? I mean, the problem with that is that it's not registering. Like if it, if it, act, that, that, I mean, that's not necessarily a problem with the inherent with the system. That's a no. problem with that it, this particular thing is not registering it properly. Yeah, and I, but it, it, like if it if it did it totally smooth and perfectly, it then wouldn't. then it would be fine. The problem is it doesn't. But and it, it's getting if better. It, though, if it could, thing. it would be less frustrating. Um, the same situation for me is like if a cutscene comes on, if I don't hold my hands perfectly straight for the entire like entire duration of the cutscene, as soon as the cutscene ends. The system resyncs with where my Wiimote is pointing, and Samus, you know, turns and stares off into the distance, and I have to reorient her back into the center of the screen. And uh, every time that happens, it reminds me that I'm playing a video game. And mm-hmm. it, it's the same as, like, early 3D movies, where they'd have things leap out of the screen at you. That's not immersive. That's, that's so, a remi- It's really tacky, and it just reminds you that you're watching a movie that is doing these things to to basically wank off the tech it's using rather than actually create a better or more immersive storytelling environment. But so, so, but it's possible, but you, do you, do you agree that it's possible that if it was done oh, well, it could be I, good? I agree that if it was done better than it is, I would have less of a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I would still vastly prefer playing through Metroid Prime 3 with the Metroid Prime 1 or 2 controls because okay. that would mean I could have a controller in my hands, curl up on the couch in whatever position I want, and play the game and know that every time I go to enter a command, the system is going to pick it up instantly with no problems. Because the control in Metroid Prime 1 and 2 was excellent. It, you, it was very precise, very fast, very clean, and it did everything you needed it to do without frills and gimmicks. It's, like, to me, it's almost a different thing. Like, the the... What we know, what we sort of conceive to be a video game now, uh, you know, something like whatever, any Halo or whatever, any kind of video game, and what they're demoing that Natal is going to do is a different thing. To me. Yeah, uh, and that's fine. I mean, and it's and it's a thing that I think actually I might actually kind of 
enjoy playing. Like it's kind of a, a kind of a cool thing. The whole like uh, you know body motion, you know, like the the demos they had of like you know fighting and like the fighting games and stuff. That looked kind of fun to do, but it's a different activity. It's mm-hmm. not like to yeah. me that wouldn't replace my video game playing. That would supplement. That would be something else that I would be kind of interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, almost as a sport, as opposed mm-hmm. to a, as opposed to a video game. Um, and it almost seems like it sort of act, it, it sort of works on a different part of the brain, almost like it's a totally different activity. Um, it just it, it happens to be delivered through a t- television, but it's not the same as a video game at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that I'd be interested to see. Like it, it's almost I think that almost needs a different. Um, like some sort of shift in how they're marketing it to actually, you know, so because right now lots of people, you know, so-called hardcore gamers are getting kind of freaked out by the whole, that, yeah. that this idea, this idea that this is Natal jumping around stuff is going to be replacing all yeah. their favorite games. Well, what, what Natal and, you know, the Wii and all that kind of stuff is never going to replace is the competitive gaming. You can't, you can't use motion sensing to do real good competitive gaming in my opinion. You know, you look at what 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 is yes. successful on the competitive front, stuff like Street Fighter Four, you know, right now, or StarCraft or Counter Strike. If you've got motion sense controls, you can't be that competitive because it's never going to be 100 percent precise. It's going to be 95 percent precise, maybe, but that's that's too much. Uh, you know, a professional game or whatever is never going to play that. Mm. And if you know people aren't going to go online into an environment where they can compete with each other in a situation where the controls are going to dictate. To any extent, who was going to win? Yeah, but I mean that—that's—that's that's just a matter of. To me, that's just a matter of precision, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the con- uh, like I as mean, is, a mouse is I mean, basically a motion sensing controller as is. Yeah, I mean, mice didn't didn't used to be as good as they are now, and so yeah. I think I think we're going to get there eventually. Um, the question is, I mean, part of the question is, do we actually want to get there? Mm-hmm. And it's also, you know, Natal definitely seems like a, a step in the. Well, it's sort of a step kind of laterally from from a Wiimote. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. hard to tell right now whether it's actually going to be more or less precise than a Wiimote because it's doing so much more, right? It's a full-body thing. Yeah, the uh, the demo they showed of the, the girl kicking the balls did not look more precise. And some of the stuff with, like, the the, or the demo with, like, the throwing paint and stuff, you could clearly see some, some of the sort of standard Wiimote kind of... Th- go, come, do it, do there, it. There you go. Okay, there, yeah. there you go, do it. And yeah. so... And you know it's still a demo and all this stuff, so uh, it's very interesting. And like I was saying in the, uh, the E3 panel, uh, I was reading the, a blog of a, this one of the guys who worked on, it, and he was saying something which I totally agree with, which is, you know, no matter what else you say about Natal, it is a solid uh, step towards a holodeck, <laughs> which is something I think we can all get behind. <laughs> this is a solid, like a measurable step towards having everybody having their own holodeck, which uh, I'm super stoked. So, there it is. Yep. James, James, anything to say about Natal? Uh, no, you guys have all pretty much said it. All right. Um, James concurs. Yeah, I concur with everything said. <laughs> on uh, on Even the topic of... He uh, concurs with both the Matt and James. Yeah, I concur. Yeah, I agree with both different opinions. Um, on the topic of uh, other Xbox 360 announcements, one that I am particularly looking forward to, um, which was... In retrospect, I think Ars Technica actually rated it as their biggest announcement of the, sh- of the entire E3 show, whereas everybody else just kind of ignored it, um, was the announcement that uh, they are bringing Facebook, Twitter, and Last FM to the Xbox Live dashboard. Um, 
Facebook I could care less about. I'm honestly, I've, for the last couple of months, I've been on the verge of just deleting my Facebook account. I don't use it. I really have no use for Facebook at all. Um, but um, Twitter's cool. Last FM is rad. I I adore Last FM in my day to day usage. So having the ability to stream yeah, Last, Last FM, FM on my is only Xbox is US only. But they yeah I haven't been able to find out if they're doing Last it FM. Is. Are they doing it US only? Yeah, that's a shame so because to start with it is what US only. Yeah, like the the thing is with Last FM they do a subscriber model globally, right? If you're in the US, the UK, or Germany, you get it for free. But everywhere else has a subscriber package. Yeah, but they like. For the iPhone app, they took it off the marketplace and everywhere but the UK, Germany, and the US. And I guess, I'd, and I, I hadn't heard whether or not they were doing it globally for, or just in the US or not for Last yeah. FM on the 360. But why not just have it connect with your Last FM account and detect whether or not you are a paid subscriber or sure. not? Uh, like, why do they have to do it? Why, like, why do it just US? Why not well, give me the iPhone app but allow me well, to sign in? The, the iPhone app definitely, I have to call bullshit on. The U.S. only, for the time being, is just to see how the service is going to work. Right? Yeah. You don't want to roll it out everywhere and have it fuck up. Well, granted, but it already works fine on the... It's like, true. they have the PC app. They have the Last FM downloadable music player yeah. um, that scrubbles your tracks and everything. That's basically what this is for the 360. It shouldn't be that big a departure it's from true. just their website. They they already have the tech in place to detect whether or not you're a paid subscriber elsewhere or not. Yeah. Just implement that as a part of the the app on the Xbox. Um, regardless, cool little uh, integration of uh, various multimedia and social networking tools for the 360 into it's, other aspects of your life. They're definitely I mean, it, it really becoming a set top box. But it just seem it seems to be like at this point, like why not just like why not just have like a web browser in there? And, do it yourself. I suspect like, that's. I suspect that's coming. But and but the thing is, as soon as it, it's as soon as the web browser is there, then having all these sort of specific yeah. uh, implementations just seems like a, a hassle. Not really. I mean, it, it depends on the features they and how they implement them, right? The, yeah, like I mean, for instance, can, the Twitter web interface is very, very bare bones. So they could have like special Xbox I, Twitter app. And then yeah, I gotta say, Twitter on Xbox seems really stupid. Eh, like, I don't know, it's silly. What, but what Twitter on Xbox could be interesting for is if it auto tweets stuff for you. If it if it auto tweets stuff for you, if it had like some sort of you know voice rec, uh, voice recognition, so that you could just say what so you, you could just say because you know. Typing out on Xbox is yeah, like, yeah. Unless like, you've got the type, message typing, on, typing on, on Xbox is like they've possibly figured out a system to do Twitter that's worse than a mobile phone with T nine. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> but uh, I I am interested just be mostly just because of like what it signifies for the tech they're aiming at with the Xbox three hundred and sixty because now it's they it's a gaming system DVD player they had the. Th- HD DVD player for it, which kind of fell through on the grounds that HD DVD right. didn't make it, but they would have had the high definition DVD format. Um, Are they coming out with a Blu-ray box? Probably not. Probably not. Soon. Yeah. No. Um, but they uh, they have hard drive, downloadable content, movie streaming. Um, likely, I believe they're doing game streaming in the like near future. Well, they're doing game download. Like full on. Like, yes, that's right. Game downloads. Not streaming, but um, downloading. Yeah, that was announced through too. Yeah, um, they are. So you, like they're turning it into this sort of all in one set top, like multimedia set top box. Something which, to replace the HTPC. Sort of home theater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
It's yeah. I mean, it's it's all this convergent stuff. I mean, in some ways, it's it's cool, but and some like at some point, there's sort of this thing. It's like, why not? You know, just make it a computer. You know, like just make it. May, like, because otherwise it sort of does this kind of half-assed version of all these different things. Well, I don't know. that Their implementations of all the things they've been doing so far have been pretty whole-assed, in my opinion. Well, <laughs> but, but uh, just, like, I, I really liked the, you know, I mean, obviously there's been, you know, it hasn't turned, maybe it hasn't turned out that good. But I, I always liked the, uh, when the Wii came out. You know, Nintendo was like, no, it's not going to play DVDs. Yeah. It's not going to do all this stuff. It's a fucking... Game playing device. Mm-hmm. That's what it's gonna do. Yeah, but now it plays it's DVDs. gonna play game. What? It plays DVDs now. Doesn't DVDs not even fit in it? Isn't in it? which? No, no, no. DVDs fit in it. In the Wii, the, Wii? the games are, are no games are full. No size. games are full. Oh. But it doesn't play GameCube has the mini disc. It does. There was a software update that allows you to play DVDs now. I thought. But that was happened there? like a long time ago. Oh, okay. I uh, anyway. didn't know about that. I like I'll the sentiment that, that was like when Nintendo originally came out with it. It was like, you know, because at the same that was at the same time when uh, Sony was like, PS3, it's going to be the everything box for yes. your everything <laughs> for the next 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, no, this is going to be, it's going to be cheap and it's going to be for playing video games. If you want to play yes. video games, buy this thing. Ironically, now it's the same price as its competition, but. Uh, ironically, it's the same price and it also doesn't have that many good video games. Yes. So. Whether that actually turned out is debatable, but <laughs> I, I like the idea of you know, having a pure a, gaming device. The, the, or the, just a little bit more. It's like because once you start doing that convergence, which is not necessarily bad, but once you start doing that convergence and you sort of stop halfway, then it starts getting into this like, well, why can't I do that on this? It can do everything yeah. else. Well, but I mean, they already—that's always been the case ever since. I mean, like ever since then, because I mean, even with the Wii, they're like it's a pure gaming device, and people were like, "Well, why can't I play DVDs on it? Like, okay, it already fine. has a DVD player in it." Right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, the games are on DVDs, so why, why are you not letting me play DVDs with it? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you get that no matter what, no matter where you set, like, no matter where you draw the line, right, you still right. have that situation. Um, I guess one of the things I like about having not a computer, but having, like, a different piece of hardware to do sort of, like, a multimedia system in my living room is that I, I like that sort of purity of having a unified hardware format for something like that. Because um, well, there's so many different configurations of a PC you can get, well, yeah, so many but, different but types of software and things. I like having... You can you can do the unified... I mean, because the unified hardware thing is essential for a video game system. No yes, question. Yeah. Because you need a... You need a a fixed point for developers to shoot for but you can do that and still like it's it's basically like uh, you know for example apple you right know, they have a unified hardware system they updated it more often than mm-hmm. microsoft updates the 360 but the same sort of idea where it's a full computer but like there's no reason why the 360 couldn't be it's like okay this is the thing you can do whatever you want with it but this is it Mm. Uh, See, and I, in three years we'll come up with a new one. To a certain extent, is it true that they that Microsoft doesn't update the 360 as often as uh, well, Apple I guess does, the, though, right? Because they they release their game system, then they decide on new features they want, and they implement them. But it doesn't via actually it doesn't, a hardware extension or a, a firmware update or some other thing, while still keeping the same unified hardware format on the on the market for. X number of years because they've done like a major overhaul of the dashboard. They've added. This is software update. Well, I know, but they've they've done like they've done both hardware and software 
additions that you can make to the system to keep it improving and adding more functionality to it and doing things with it largely free. I mean, the hardware but, isn't. The software but, updates are. But a uh, like a, the newest 360 now and the oldest 360 at launch will play the same games exactly like yeah. and will look exactly the same. That's true. And like like the actual processor inside each one is exactly the, it's same. the same. Well, it's it's different but achieves the it's, same it's, goal. It's the same. It's equivalent. Yeah. But anyway, uh, is there anything else we E3 we want to talk about? Uh, we barely even scratched the surface. We've just gone 360. Uh, Natal. Metroid um, the Other M. Metroid Other M. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. It looks sweet. Uh, Mario Galaxy 2 I could I could probably not care less about. Um, I love Metroid, Mario Galaxy. Metroid Other M looks cool. Like It looks like a really cool game. The question is whether it's a Metroid game, right? It looks like a cool... It actually looks more like a Metroid game than I would say the Metroid Prime games did. Mm-hmm. Um, it just might... I have... Because it's, it is. It's third person uh, with first person elements. Um, and it is a, like it's a standard yeah. space action platformer. Um, Except, I mean, you can't really... You can't really call the non-Metroid Prime games third person. They're just... No, 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 no. Standard, no, no. Yeah, they're, they're side scrolls. <laughs> But um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'll buy it. I'll try it. Hopefully, I'll enjoy it. It's like, like I said, I it looks like a freaking awesome game. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it'll be good no matter what. But uh, I've heard comparisons drawn to God of War, which right. is which is not a bad thing. But which is good because God of War is again is awesome because God of War is an awesome game. But God of War is not Metroid. No. So the question is whether it. Yeah. It takes enough of the sort of God of it's War like stuff to make it awesome while still retaining its Smash Bros. style. It's yeah. inherent Metroidness. Yeah. It, it, I, don't it, it, I think it, if it goes like that, it would probably be like Smash Bros. Samus, if anything. Mm. Running around and blowing things up. But uh, there was that. Um, there was. I can't remember. It was a while other, ago. There, what was, there was another Mario game announced. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers for. New Super Mario Wii, Brothers for Wii, which. With I'm, the four player simultaneous. I'm quite excited about that. Yeah. Because New Super Mario Brothers for uh, DS was awesome. I've been playing um, that. Yeah, I not mean, a ton. That's that's always the trick with with Nintendo, right? Is that like with basically without exception? I mean, I, I I didn't actually play like Luigi's Mansion and stuff, but I like love love Nintendo first party titles. Mm. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I was actually thinking the other day that it would be such a bad thing if Nintendo just became like, you know, they did like the Sega team thing. Everybody is, everybody has said that for a while. Yeah. The only thing that people care about Nintendo for these days are their franchise titles. Yeah. I, well, like they, pre-Wii, they could be like, I should say, they, I mean like the Wii, the Wii has revitalized the company's hardware manufacturer as well. But, um, in, in sort of towards the end of the GameCube, everybody was like, "Nintendo should just give up making hardware and go software because all anybody wants is their yeah, but, dose of Zelda, but Metroid, the fr- and Star." And they've always, Mario. always, always been there with their handheld, right? Oh yeah, I know. I mean, there was, there was never any reason for them to go that route, no. but it, it yeah, if they I could mean, take all the resources they're putting into making the Wii and put those resources into making more first-party titles, I would not complain. For what, who's going to play Mario on a fucking 360? I would. I don't know, you know. Uh, I think a lot of people would call BS and uh, be like, no, screw you, Nintendo. Final Fantasy moved to the PlayStation, and now it's moving to 360, you know? Yeah. Stuff yep. can change. 
Well, yeah, but that's a little different. People Microsoft played Sonic I, Adventure on the GameCube. Sorry. Sonic, Sonic People came played out Sonic the Adventure yeah. on the GameCube. Not that much. And the world didn't explode. Enough that it made it into their million seller lineup. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm... Yeah, I mean, the problem is, though, that I don't have a Wii, and it's hard to get excited. Like, there's some awesome first-party titles, but then I know, because a bunch of my friends have Wiis, that... It basically just sits there. I know where there's a Wii just sitting doing absolutely nothing that you could just take if you wanted. <laughs> At least for the next ten days. Well, for the <laughs> next, yeah, that's the what office, I mean. Yeah. yeah, the one in the office that it will no, not be used for months, I'm sure. Um, Sony. Did Sony announce anything that anybody cared about? Ping pong ball on a stick. Ping pong ball on a stick. Really I, 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 I believe <laughs> I believe we can call that one one nobody cares about. I, don't know. I wouldn't say that. I think a lot of people are... Excited. They're going to be talking about it a lot it's, more in the next. I don't care. Or two. The, 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 I, yeah. Like the demos I've seen with it are pretty dope, and it's cool, but it's hard to get excited about it in in the context of everybody else, right? Yeah, it's like, a, it's a Wii mode for the PS3, and yeah. and, and, and it's Sony's problem, which I, they've encountered before, is that even if it looks like even if they've been working on it for a long time and it's so much better, it has this. They have a really bad habit of this, like, oh yeah. We're also doing that, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, it's like the 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 um the we came out and then they was like, hey, six axis. We can also do motion control. It's cool, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, wait, that wasn't actually a good idea. Let's not do that anymore. <laughs> but it's just this idea of like, uh, whether it's just terrible timing or it's actually intentional that Sony has this terrible like me too attitude. Yeah. That uh, which is re- stupid because Sony is actually, you know. They've got some incredibly smart engineers and everything. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't be more at the forefront. Yeah, but, but you're right. They, they seem to be playing catch up all the time. A lot. But maybe it's just really bad luck. Who knows? Um, what else did they announce? Uh, well, they uh, they showed a fair bit of Uncharted Two. Which, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, Final Fantasy yeah, fourteen. Announce Final. Announce the next. Announce the next one before the other one has come out yet. Yeah. I will probably buy Final Fantasy fourteen and play it, and I will hate myself for doing so. Why? I will not buy. It'll it, look good on the shelf, man. Why would you buy it? Because I'm well. By that point, I'll probably be so burned out on WoW that I won't have any further desire to play. I anymore. certainly hope that before Final Fantasy fourteen comes out, you're burnt out on WoW because that's what like probably two, three years <laughs> away. Yeah. Well, no, good they're Lord. they're aiming for Christmas of two thousand ten. For so, Final Fantasy 14. So like a year and a half? Yeah. It's March 2010 for Final Fantasy 13 and November 2010 for Final Fantasy 14 is the goal. That's Final nice. Fantasy Online 2. Yeah. Say it yes. with me now. Say, yeah. You heard that uh, Square Enix is being sued for uh, Final Fantasy 11 and uh, falsely advertising the game and, and hiding online subscription fees. Despite the fact that the box says subscription fee required to play this game, yeah. the subtitle of the game is online. And if you go to the website, it the first thing you see is a page telling you that there's a, uh, like subscription fees involved. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, they should be sued just for not calling it the right thing. But that's... yeah, false advertising. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. No. Um, there was the new Project Ico. Like the new, oh uh, yeah, that made me happy. Team Ico game. It's, I, uh, I, you know, I own a PS2, and Shadow of the Colossus is like one of two games that I actually own for it. 
uh, and it's so good. I and I have not actually played. I really want to play Ico, but I have not been able to find a copy of it anywhere. Yeah, it's tough to get. Apparent apparently, Shadow of the Colossus is the prequel of the two, though. It's the quote unquote the uh, the connection between Shadow of the Colossus and Ico is so tenuous. Like the, yeah. the connection is the guy at the end of the game has horns. And the guy in Ico, in so Ico that's the horns. only connection between the two. <laughs> the guy, like, he doesn't even get horns until the very end of the game, like in the last cutscene. Spoiler! No! Yeah. <laughs> I won't tell you how he got the horns. But, uh, so, the, the connection, I mean, I like this idea that, you know, I, I like this, this, this sort of very, very loosely connected. I mean, it's sort of yeah. the same way as um, uh, Halo and Marathon are connected, right? Yeah. They're connected, sort of, in the sense implicitly. that they both have guys that wear green suits. And well, and like the the marathon logo shows up in Halo. And yeah, it, but it's the not. The eyes are kind of similar, right? Yeah, but they're not. They're but they're not going out of their way to spend a whole bunch of effort connecting the two together, which yeah. I like. You know, it's it's uh, so. But uh, just, I mean, I don't even know anything about the the Team Ico game. Like, it's the, all we all we've seen is, is like, yeah. But it, I still think it'll be awesome, and I'll probably want to get it. Yes. Is that a PS3? It is. Exclusive? Yes. God damn it. <sighs> Exclusive titles are ruining the game industry. Except that that particular game franchise is actually made and owned by SCEE, I believe. So uh, you can only complain so much. I can complain so much. <laughs> like, how dare Sony make a game for their own video game console and not for their competition? I... Also it's like complaining I, that Zelda only comes out on Nintendo I, I also think that Zelda should come out on 362 because <laughs> I want to play it. And I think that uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 should come out on, on 360. Well, you're kind of getting your wish on that one. With, no, I'm uh, not. With it's a lie. A new Metal Gear game coming out It's not the right one. It's a but it comes with lightning bolt action, whatever that means. It's a different one. <laughs> right. Anywho, as opposed um, to stealth espionage action, it's lightning bolt. Action. Lightning bolt action, yes. Which, when you think about it, like for a game, that sounds a lot cooler. <laughs> like lightning action. bolt action, yes. I mean, if it's like one game is stealth espionage and one game is lightning bolt, I would go for the lightning bolt game. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, um, do we have any other major E3 announcements that any of us care about that aren't going to be covered? And well, well it's I, not like we've been like, treading new territory here. Since but, I can't remember anymore, I'm assuming that none, no others were important. Yeah. Yeah. What we're playing now? What? Okay. James, what are you playing now? You start. I, I started last one. I start. I'm not playing anything new since the last time we talked. All right. Okay, Tim. Uh, uh, that's uh, not. That's uh, not. Uh, I don't know. I'm counterclockwise. We, okay. we just did a podcast like four days ago. Tim. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Okay. I uh, still, you know, still Pagel, still Plants vs. Zombies. Um. I've got a lot of plants in my Zen garden in Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, I'm kind of working on my Zen. Gar- I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of. Re- I was working on my Zen garden, and I was sort of like, "Wait, why am I doing this?" You do it <laughs> to get more money. It just seems like kind of a weird thing. Yeah, it is. It's 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 like not even really a game. It's just sort it's, of it's, a, it's a game. It's a game within the game. It's, it's like, hey, look, thing. look, I can build all these. Look how the pretty plants I have, mm. and then they get you a bunch of money. Yeah. I have two plants in my aquatic garden is the last one you get. Ooh. Very expensive. Yeah, I haven't got that yet. Yeah. Um, and I also recently finally bought Halo 3, which for some reason I never had before. Mm. I've, I've played two-thirds of the way through the story, 
and uh, like before at a, with other people's copies of it. And I was like, yeah, I should I should actually beat that on my own now. Good so game. yeah, played a little bit of that. As I recall, the ending was pretty rad. Okay, it ends well. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, I've also been playing, gone back into a little bit of online poker, and watching StarCraft Pro Gaming replays with mm. English commentaries. Online. Man, StarCraft Pro Game, StarCraft. Like I, I know basically like nothing about. Like, I, I played through the single player game. That's the extent of my knowledge of StarCraft. Mm-hmm. But it's just watching people who are just like crazy yeah. good is still fun. Yeah. I, I've been going to uh, GOMTV.net because they recently, about six months ago, they hired they hired a guy to do English commentary for all their... Mm. And you can they do live broadcasts online of their, their tournaments and stuff. Nice. So you can... And you can do it with the English English commentary, which is great. Really mm. entertaining. And, like, because if you watch it without any kind of commentary, it's, it's cool, but it's a little hard to tell, like, okay, I'm not entirely sure who's winning here. You know, when when somebody wins a fight, is that a, well, it's is that a significant? Yeah, because you can't see the, all everything all at once, right? Yeah, so so it can be a little. I mean, you can tell what's going on, but it's not quite as you know, like watching any kind of a sport. It's it's good when you watch it. It's better when you've got somebody who knows exactly. Yeah, what's going, yeah. somebody telling you <laughs> about it. Um, so so yeah, it's it's really cool to to do that, and I've been enjoying that. The only problem is the live broadcasts always happen at like one a.m. Mm. Because that, yeah, yeah. that Korea being at a different time zone. Oh, and that's the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, music. Uh, we'll probably not do that. Yeah, we will. Uh, we will carry on. Um, anything else? Um, uh, no. Okay. I'm still playing through Final Fantasy VII and a uh, little bit of Metroid Prime Three, but uh, Final Fantasy VII has pretty much taken over my uh, my gaming time at this point in time. Um, I just got, just got to the desert prison. That's where I am now. Uh, I have been doing, uh, Final Fantasy XII. Mm. And, uh, I have actually, I've started to really get into it. I'm, uh, quite enjoying it. I finally got, like, a party together, so I got the Gambit thing going. Nice. And, uh, I, I'm super, the Gambit thing is very cool. It's very well done. Um... I agree with, I think, Bill or somebody else was saying that uh, there's no reason... Gambits should not be, like, a le- like an item or, like, a level-up thing. You should just... They're, like, because they're a, they're a mechanic, right? Yeah. So they shouldn't, like... It, it's like it's like having to uh, level up to get, like, new menus in your... <laughs> menu... Uh, in your, like, party screen. Like, mm-hmm. it's... They're... They shouldn't be, like, an item that you pick up and you have to buy. The end results, I think, could be the various, like, end result things, because it's just, like, for instance, materia. You buy materia to get access to your different magics and so on throughout the game. I mean, it, it, it sort of is and sort of isn't, but... Um, but uh, but they're, they're dope, though, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good way of doing the the um, party control. And uh, I'm starting... I, I've started to sort of come to terms with the whole, you know, real-time thing, and, and I... what I Actually, what I really like about the... Um, the whole the, the the way that the combat is done, the whole idea that you can sort of see everybody that you're fighting, um, is that what thing I've already are, always sort of annoyed me about Final Fantasy games is that they sort of punish exploration, right? Like if you just because you know you every time you want to go somewhere you have to weigh it against the idea that you're probably going to encounter you don't know when you're good, like the more time you spend in a location, the chances are you're going to encounter a bad guy just randomly. 
and so there's like a chest over there. It's like, okay, I'm going to go get that chest. But is whatever that's going to be in the chest worth whatever combat? Or, or, or like I go around a corner and see if there's something at the end of this corridor and there's nothing there. And I get into like three battles along the way and it just feels like such a waste. Mm. Whereas this way, once I've sort of cleared out most of the, the area, then I can just, you know, go around and see what's all around and see, see all the, um, the, the treasure chests and all this stuff. So I'm enjoying, I like the idea of being able to see all your enemies right away and, um, not having to like drop into the different view to do your fighting and stuff. So that's, that's, that's working pretty well. Um, the, I'm not totally, I, I, I prefer a little more guidance in my leveling than the licensing license system provides. Like it's, it's so completely open. Mm. Um, like it's, it's, it's basically like the equivalent of the, um, in Final Fantasy X, like there's like the hard mode or the, the different mode of Final Fantasy X where everyone starts in the same place mm. on the uh, sphere grid. It's like the same thing. It's like I, I have this sort of anxiety that I'm, I don't know how I'm supposed to be building my characters. Right. By and the end of the game, it doesn't matter. You'll have the whole grid unlocked. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, so I'm a little concerned. Also, you only have three people instead of the normal four. Well, plus one, yes. So, right. So I'm sort of thinking like, so I've got, like, so I'm sort of basing my decisions off how people, like when they first came to me. Uh, so there's like a guy who's got a gun and there's a, uh, sort of a black mage and uh, there's my my sort of main guy at the moment who's, who's sort of a, a thief, fast combat guy. And so I'm sort of keeping them out of the thing, but I'm sort of, at the same time, I'm like, wait a minute, there's no particular reason why I'm supposed to be keeping them. And so if I pick up a weapon, it's like, should I get this weapon? But then I've got the licenses for like 10 different types of weapons, which doesn't seem very efficient. So anyway, I, I prefer a little more guidance in my leveling, but I'm sure I'll get it. And, but that, on the other hand, I have ridiculously huge amounts of license points. Like yeah. I have never, because you get way more light, or at least for me anyway, I've got, like I'm not using any license points until I get something that I can use for them. And I haven't just, I haven't got that many items. So as soon as I pick up an item, I'm like, okay, 15 license points. I got like 150. Sure. Yeah. I'll do that. That's, so that's sort of how I did it too, is as I came across items, I'd unlock licenses for people, but I didn't adhere to their class styles. I pretty much was like, okay, so in my party, everybody I, everything? in my party, I have Vaughn, Pinello, and Balthier. They are all licensed to use the heaviest sword that I've got. Like mm. the, the most powerful weapon and was that, I have. And that, and that was reasonably effective as a technique like it you weren't you weren't because i mean that's the thing is like historically final fantasy there has been problems with like if you do it wrong you're seriously mad see in this one though you can you can be a melee fighter and have access to all your magic and that's it's like, I, there's, there's i like no the uh, for going one route over another and i like the um the whole like the licenses or what's like if you have magic like if you have cure suddenly everybody can do cure if they've got the license for it that's, yeah that's cool so, uh, yeah, so I am, uh, and I'm starting to get really into the story. I was, I was saying um, I was actually going to be getting a uh, 360 arcade because they were on super sale in the moment in Victoria. Uh, and I went down to this, but I was sort of like, uh, I want to get one, but now I'm into Final Fantasy twelve, And if I know if I get a 360 arcade, I'm just going to stop and start playing new games. Yeah. Uh, and then I went down to try and get one, and they were all sold out. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, somebody wants me to continue playing Final Fantasy twelve, So that's what <laughs> I'm going to do. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it is. It is good. Uh, so I guess we can move on. Askler. to Askler. Is it open at the appropriate place? Mm-hmm. I believe it is. All right. Clearly, uh, Septavius asks, 
Clearly, it has been well established that Bill has an iron stomach. At this point, I'd be willing to call it a mithril stomach. <laughs> Does he also have a hollow leg? Uh, Probably. Uh, I mean, Bill. I mean, I don't. Bill can eat a lot, but I don't think he can eat more than his size would suggest. I don't know if he can eat his whole leg. I would say that Morgan actually could probably out-eat Bill. Yeah. In terms of volume. Yeah. I mean, Bill can eat a lot, but uh, but he's just he's got more of a bill to keep going than everybody else. So I don't see uh, he, I don't think it's unusual. He just can eat things that most people wouldn't. Uh, the future. Of, oh, I think that's a re- redacted that redacted yeah. question. Okay, uh, how does Matt keep his hair so soft and luxurious? Uh, if I knew, I'd be happy to pass it along, but uh, my hair is just, just soft natural. and luxurious naturally. Uh, some, I don't, some I don't people actually, got it. I don't treat it very well at all. <laughs> uh, would Skeeter Pellant taste like snack cakes, or would the snack cake cakes taste like bug spray? I think decidedly the snack cakes <laughs> taste like bug spray. It's, with uh, those yummy snack cakes, man, the actual cake itself is disturbingly moist, but not that bad. It's the cream. Which has the chemical taste in it. Yeah, that cream has some serious bugs. And is granular, for whatever reason. And kind of crunchy. Calling it cream is a serious misnomer. (laughs) Now having another fog machine and practice with the smoke bomb effect, have you considered doing a ways to abuse Shaolin 2? Huh. I don't know. Uh, uh, We did a lot of the the major points for Shaolin. I don't know... If there's that many uh, ex- more Shaolin, I mean, other than just disappearing in puffs of smoke a lot, yeah, which could be fun, yeah. I think we just did that with a video, though. Basically. Yeah, I think I think that video could almost be considered a spiritual waste of use. Exactly, too. yeah, yeah. Uh, more so, like way to abuse. <laughs> since video games have moved, or uh, Elman Shaw asks, since video games have been moved into 3D, has there uh, has there been a point? Of taking a step backwards. Oh, so do you think... I, I'm actually a huge fan of uh, the constricted 3D thing. Like the the 3D but on a 2D plane. Mm. I think that is like... Sort two of and smooth. a half D. Uh, well, two and a half D is... Used to be used for something different. Well, like Klonoa is two and a half D, yeah. right? Well, it's, Where you... you, you, you everything is, is in 3D... But it's a side scroller like, that allows you to that at points during scripted sequences allows you to like run into the screen or go. But Turn FD was also used to be used for like Streets of Rage kind of mm. things where you move up and down right. the screen. Teenage so, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I'm I'm a huge fan of of that. Like because I think the 2D side scroller as a like not just completely apart from the actual video game system, just as a a game style is still completely valid. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in the same way as a first-person shooter. Nearly enough or, of them anymore. Yeah, and I think, and because there, there are, there's uh, a way of playing in a, in a style of the, the, uh, the side-scroller game that can't really be replicated in a full 3D environment. Yeah. Just because you know it allows for a lot more precision in the jumping and all that stuff. But that being said, there's no reason why we have to have crappy graphics to have a side-scroller. So mm-hmm. I, the, the, the constrained 3D thing, I'm a huge fan of. Um, and I think it should be done more. Like, new Super Mario Brothers is the good, yeah. most common example. I'd like now. to see them do a new 2D, uh, like, Castlevania. Yeah, um, with Kirby, full Kirby did it a few times. Aren't they doing that? They might be. Mm. But yeah, Kirby 64 was that same style. Yeah. 
Uh, are video games getting easy or are we getting too good at them? They're getting definitely getting easier. They're yeah. getting oh, easier. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing video- it to make up for the fact that the 3D control is less precise. It's, there's actually a great article I was reading a little while ago from uh, uh, Laura Soberg. Uh, he's a uh, columnist for Wired, among other things. And he was talking about that, uh, you know, there's this, this thing of hardcore gamers. Like, who's a hardcore gamer? It's basically, it seems to be the, de- the definition of a hardcore gamer is anybody who is, uh, or it's like anybody who is like, who likes the games I like. And a casual gamer is anybody who, who you know, yeah. is games less than I do, you know, which is... And he's saying that every game should have a 1988 mode. <laughs> he's saying the 1988 mode would be everything is the hardest possible. There are no saves. Uh, life and, uh, you know, you only get like a couple of lives for the entire thing. But he was talking about this in reference to uh, his time Mario, uh, Mario 2. Super yeah. Mario 2. He's saying that that game is punishing. It's, it's old games are punishingly hard. Yeah. Uh, like, um, I was playing... Uh, a while ago, I was playing on PS2. I was playing uh, Maximo, yeah, and the Ghost of the Lord, and that that's, is that's like a 1980 ridiculous, yeah. Like, and all the reviews I read of it said that this is a good game, but it is it is an old school game with all the good and bad that entails, and it's like you know Ghosts and Goblins. It's just like you know this incredibly hard game, one hit kills, uh, and when you die, you go in in. in uh, in um, uh, Maximo, uh, saving costs money. Like, you, you pick up money yeah. in order to get health or to get anything, and saving costs money. I don't think I ever even made it to the first level of Maximo. <laughs> <laughs> it is very hard. And so, I think, I think, uh, I think especially, I mean, I don't know about younger gamers. Like, I know I personally have a lot less patience for video games than I used to, like, I know, I know, like, when I was a kid, you you play, you get really good at a game. You just play it over and over again. Yeah. You got the one. Because <laughs> you only had the one game, and, and or and you only had the one console, and, you know, you had nothing better to do, because you're, you know, and you have no friends, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or your friends are sitting there watching you play. Man, you're a yeah. sad life, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I actually, but, but, uh, no, but, but, you know, you're, you're, you used to play this game, because you, but now, as an adult, uh, my, my video game time is, you know, sort of precious. I don't want to waste it doing, yeah. Yeah. doing I, the same I, thing over and over again. I, I play video games now a lot more for the experience than for the challenge. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I mean, that that can be, there, there are some things where, because if you take a, a too much away of the challenge, it makes it just yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah. Um, then it's a movie. Uh, the Super Mario, or the, the Ninja Turtles, the most recent Ninja Turtles game based on the new movie yeah uh, was stupid in that respect like you, it was impossible to die and like literally was impossible to die yeah if you walked off a cliff you would come uh, a guy would come and pick you up and bring you back if you died like in the middle of a boss fight your random guy would like one of the other turtles would jump up and go like come on you can do it and then you just come back <laughs> and that like uh-huh. literally if you just stood there in the middle of a boss fight and got pummeled you would just Keep coming back over yeah. and over again, and that's, and that's like you have to have some bad thing about going back. It's always a balance, right? So, what do you think about something like Prince of Persia then, where it's, every time you fall, basically all that happens is you get brought back to the beginning of that jump sequence? And I haven't actually played the new Prince of Persia that much, and I'm a huge Prince of Persia fan, and so there is, in to me, like I I, I played it a little bit um, Graham's, on Graham's system, and I've watched him play it a bunch, and uh, I think it almost it actually that actually changes the game. Yeah, like it makes it the game becomes more sort of about exploration, 
um, as opposed to actually like the pulling off the moves yeah, rather than platforming, which you know is is fun. Um, it's just, but it's sort of different. And uh, I think I would, I, I think like I really like the original Prince of Persia. So I original uh, original or I, I actually really generation. I I actually really liked Prince of Persia one and two for the like side scroller ones. They were awesome. Uh, Prince of Persia 3D, nobody talks about, but uh, <laughs> Prince of Persia, but uh, all the, the the 3D ones that are not Prince of Persia 3D um, were were really really fun. Um, and so when I first heard about that, I was really put off, but I'd be willing to give it a shot. But um, yeah, I, I don't know that I I agree that it's that game changing. I, having I admittedly not played the other older Prince of Persia games, it it's just a really elegant way of handling death. In Prince of Persia, but it's, it's 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 basically just. I mean, original Prince of Persia, of course, had a or the the old ones had a had save points, right? Right. It's just it's basically it save it it quick saves every time you touch ground. Basically, essentially, essentially, yeah. And uh, but and it's so, like it, it it's not like it drops you to the last, you know, into the last solid ground you were on. It takes you back to the the beginning of whatever jump sequence you were no, on. It takes, no, you're you're right. Right. no, last solid ground. But it's, it, I would rather they do it the way they do it, which is, you still have to redo the what you were attempting to do. It's not yeah. like it, it skips you forward or anything like that. But there's no load time involved. There's no interstitial screen to tell you you died. You die, and it just immediately drops you back where you were and tells yeah. you to carry on. That's, it that's a good, yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it keeps the game moving way, way faster. And it's just... The, the skin they put over that, rather than having a you know, game over, try again, reload back into the level from where from the same place. Because, I mean, they'd, if they did it as a, like, you died, game over, you'd still respawn in the same place you're well, respawning anyhow. But yeah. but, but they wouldn't, um, like in other Prince of Persia games, there hasn't been quick saves that off. Like, it, right. it's basically the equivalent of you playing it on, like, a computer with F5. And you just hitting F5. Constantly, constantly hitting yeah. F5, yeah. which... And I, I'm okay with, with that with that philosophy of, of what it is, you know, a quicker quick save. But I think what it encourages, especially along with the gameplay style, which is very, in a way, I'd call non-interactive. It's like, okay, here's a sequence of seven jumps you have to do. It's going to take you 25 seconds. Each jump takes one button. Mm. So you've now got, you know, 20 seconds to hit seven buttons yeah, within a two-second window for each one. And that, along with the very non-punishing death, makes it a very uh, kind of a slow and boring game experience for me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I haven't, I've, I've played it's, it a bunch, and I have to go back to it again. I'm still going to, and I, and I plan to beat it. But it just gets to the point where I'm missing jumps because I'm bored and I'm paying attention to other things. Did you, did you play the other ones? I, I played the, the first one on GameCube, yeah, and I loved that. And I thought it was a lot better because, because the death is a little more punishing. Um, and the jumping was a little harder, a little more precise. It's I like the I think um, precision is very like especially in a game like that. And mm-hmm. that was something that I actually took a while for me to get used to in Final Fantasy XII too. It's this idea of because I mean this is the problem that it's always you have is um, you've got the the combination of you know making your character on screen do something really that looks really cool, mm-hmm. but then actually but the problem is to do that it has to be the sort of scripted animation. Yeah. Uh, and so having somebody pushing buttons in the middle of your scripted animation messes it up. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, you know you have this thing where uh, where yeah, you don't you don't balance. where you don't feel like you're actually affecting the yeah. plot line or affecting the thing that much. Yeah. And, and there's yeah. there's more a little more precision in the fighting. 
mm. uh, especially when it comes it's, to parrying and you know counterattacking and all that. It's something something actually I I noticed with, with um, the new Prince of Persia that I actually thought was quite neat is that the the combat is much more sort of momentous. Like yeah. uh, you know, every guy you fight is actually like a pretty dangerous. You've got you've basically got four enemies that you fight over and over again. Mm. But it, but it's not like like you know especially. Especially the later, like the Warrior Within, uh, or the Two Thrones, uh, for the the newer Prince of Persia's, uh, you know, you fought tons and tons of guys. Like you, it was yeah. almost like God of War in terms of fighting guys. I'm not quite as big, but you know, you just fight lots of guys and do like little yeah. jump moves and stuff. Whereas this is like you fight one guy at a time. Yeah, it's in theory, it's kind of scary, except you can't die, so it's somewhat less scary. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just, a, it's just a time investment. It's like okay, I screwed up. That means I'm gonna have to spend yeah. another five minutes to get back here. I think, yeah, I think I would like, like, it's, it's the, you know, I think you, the, like, you, the, the whole, like, you can't die in, I mean, although, when you die in a fight, you are, the guy gets a bunch of health back, though, right? Yeah. So, it's not totally, so, anyway, yes, games have been getting easier. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question yeah, in a short question. form. Yes. One more question. Uh, end this is off. We only did two. <laughs> I know, we almost did an hour. Yeah. Uh... So last question. Uh, this is only the second question. Are they getting? Uh, last question from Elman Shah. Are they getting shorter, lacking content, or sometimes focusing more on graphics and not on length? I think they're getting more content. Um, I mean, I, I agree. They they tend to be getting shorter. I don't agree that that's as as a result of lack of content or focus on anything other than story. I think um, it's. I mean, other old, like I mean, we're starting like real old school games were long because they were stupid, right? Yeah. Did, they were long because they took you a lot. I mean, Kid Icarus yep. had no end. There was no way to win. Yep. You would just keep really? playing. It would just keep getting harder and harder and harder. Yep. Um, Super, the original Super Mario Brothers was was uh, was actually fairly Early groundbreaking in that it had an end. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, just because a game is long doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Like Tetris. Uh, but you Tetris need, is so long. <laughs> you need a certain, but you need a certain amount of length to actually make it like worthwhile as a game. I mean, I I sort of agree. Depends. Like if a game is like two hours, if a game for. is like two hours long, then it's not. Well, it's it's to me that's, that's for not, instance, Super Metroid. I rate Super Metroid, and this is looking back. I rate Super Metroid probably as my favorite game ever, and among among the best games ever made. That and game is easily beatable in an hour and 45 minutes. Well, from no, beginning think, to end. No, I'm not talking about, like, speedrunning it, though. I'm talking about... The, no, the, like, an hour 45 is, pro- at this point, probably not even record-breaking. Like, yeah, it's but, just doable. But, but like, I, I'm not... Like, I'm more if talking somebody, about, like, the first, the first time... The first playthrough... My very first playthrough of Metroid... Or Super Metroid took me four hours. Mm. From beginning to end. Really? Yes. Four hours of playtime. Mm-hmm. It is not a long game. And it is and still one of my favorite se- games ever. It just seems that, really big to me. For some it, you can put more time into it if you're going for 100% completion. Um, but the way they the way they actually made that game longer is to give you reasons to come back to it, right? You play through it, you get 75% completion, you beat the game in four hours and 45 minutes. Then you come back and say, okay, but this time I want to play it and I want to get everything so I'm super overpowered at the end of the game. And you 
you right. come back and you play the game over six hours and you get 100%. And then you're like, okay, well, there are better endings if I do it faster. So this time I'm going to come back and I'm going to try and do it in under two hours. I, I don't like games like that because I like to beat a game and move on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I, that if that's you, how they did it back yeah. back in the day, right? Yeah, they did that. Enough. Then you get a situation with, like, Metal Gear Solid 2, which, you know, questionable hero choices aside, still a really good game. The game is also not very long. It's got, like, a six-hour storyline to it. And half of that is not actually playing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but still, the game is short. Um, yeah. They, really, like, I, not, I never I never really struck me that Metal Gear Solid 2 as being short. It, compared to Metal Gear Solid 3 and 4, it's like a quarter of the game. Really? Yeah. Like, there's way, way, way less Metal Gear Solid 2 than 3 yeah, or 4. I remember spending a fair amount of time on it. Um, huh. and, and, I mean, yeah, there are games... Games are shorter now, I, I sort of want to say, but only to the extent that a lot of new genres have been broken for one, and it doesn't take that long to tell a compelling story. You don't need to have an 80-hour game to tell a compelling story. I, I, I would argue that in an 80-hour game, you're not going to tell a compelling no, story. No, <laughs> it's going to be really long and drawn out. I mean, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, you can put as many hours into Final Fantasy VII you want. It's got a great story, um, but Final Fantasy VIII, IX, ten. 12, all are 80 plus hour games. Mm. I don't know that it's necessary. I think people are just making wiser choices with regards to how they want, like what game style they think best suits their story. Um, you know, Hideo Kojima wants lots and lots and lots of backing story in his Metal Gear Solid games, so he makes them longer and throws in lots of cutscenes and different story twists and so on, and you get a fairly lengthy game. Um, Halo 3 is six hours long. Why? Because you don't really need that much time to explain why a guy in a green suit is going around blowing aliens away. It's just, like, it's, why artificially lengthen a game for no reason other than trying to leech extra gameplay out of it? With the advent of online multiplayer, we don't need that anymore. Call of Duty. You beat Call of Duty in eight hours, and then you spend the next eight months of your life trying to play it online. I mean, the, like, the quintessential short, awesome game is, like, Portal, right? Yeah. Portal is, like, an Two hour hours, long. yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh... With basically only the last level actually being a game in the sense of, you know, actually having plot line and stuff. Mm -hmm. Everything uh, else is training. Everything else is training. And, and, and also the last level being basically half the length of the entire game. Um, but, yeah, and I mean, I have to say, at the end of, at the end of Portal, I really wish there was more. Because... It was such an awesome right. thing. But did they need more to tell the story they were trying to tell? No. They're going to they're gonna make more. I mean, it's the, the question... I guess the difference is story versus gameplay, right? Like, like old, was the, it a satisfying gaming old, experience? Old, like, the old school, you know, uh, Mario or whatever didn't really even tell a story. It told a story of you plumber, trying to find your plumber trying to get the princess. So they could have added as many levels as they want to that, and it wouldn't have changed the story at all. Right. It's just more of the princess, you know, more of the going. So, it, I guess, I think short games have been more story-driven, which, and by their very nature, stories have to sort of have a beginning and a middle and an end to right. sort of, and so, um, you can't just put extra bits in it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I think, and, you know, because the new consoles and stuff are, uh, uh, so much higher resolution, you know, so much higher, better graphics, which take a lot more assets to make. I think they have been um, sort of more dense stories, maybe. Yeah. 
That's fair. Um, I but I, I yeah I don't know that I agree that games are getting shorter. I I think where I would come in like where I would weigh in on this conversation is that um, with the advent of new game styles and with new with the sort of advent of gaming as a storytelling medium, more and more games are trying to tell a story rather than just provide you an excuse to keep playing. Mm-hmm. And so that necessitates the beginning, middle, end, and a lot of stories don't need 80 hours to be told. So we are seeing a net shortening of games, mm-hmm. but I would say in favor of making them a more complete and compelling gameplay experience rather than just for the sake of shortening them on behalf of making their like spending more time on the graphics than on the actual game. I think one of the best examples of a of a very very much shortened game to you know being very compelling and very short at the same time is uh, you have to burn the rope. <laughs> you ever played that? No. It's a it's a flash based side scroller. You can Google it. Uh, you run across a little hallway and into a room and there's a big boss there and he kills you. But you can play again and there's a little stair there's a little jump of stairs you can do before you get into the room. And there's a candle and a rope with a chandelier hanging from it, and you burn the rope and you win. Nice. And it's a it's a, it's kind of a commentary, but it's really fun. <laughs> the title of the game is How to Win. Uh, all right, well, two questions in. That <laughs> is the end of Ask Learn. Hooray! Uh, at this rate, we will be done in five years. We're on page what? <laughs> We're going on to page forty nine next week. We are. On page 48. 48 so, so we are at the beginning of page 49. Remember so if you, that. If you have more time-sensitive questions and you are one of the questions on page 49, edit them in. Uh, yes. Ooh. If you wish to get your questions answered so faster. Can, so that we can ignore them on the grounds that you're cheating. Yes. <laughs> Just don't write edited in. Look well, fair enough. If we don't know. Yeah, exactly. What we don't know won't hurt. I don't know. Sometimes things I don't know hurt me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we will be back next week. Minus Graham again. Yeah. Minus Kathleen again. I don't even think Jared's here next week. I think it's probably the same people. Yeah. And we'll answer the same questions again. We'll do the exact same podcast. We'll try to remember to bring Bill next week. (laughs) Meh. He would have come, actually. He called. Yeah, I know. But I was like, meh, don't come. We don't like you. We don't like him. That sounds like something you'd say, James. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, you only have until Sunday night to, to enter the caption contest. But then when um, this podcast goes up, yeah. you may have already missed it. Otherwise, there will be a new one going up on Monday that you can that you'll have yes. another two weeks to enter in. An equally awesome contest. Potentially even more yeah. awesome. So check out loadingreadyrunners.com. So I got that new podcast installed for you. Oh, well, it's not really what I was hoping for. You won't be pooping out of that anymore. Mm. Oh. But as abhorrent as it may be, wouldn't... Wouldn't a system of podcasts be more a more efficient means of governance? No.